Welcome to another week of the Uproar Podcast, where we believe that the power of God is still moving and changing a generation. Uh, as I always do in my Bible, and I've just been getting impacted more and more and more. That's how it should be. We should be having a great time with our Word, learning more of Jesus, growing in Jesus. And I want to share with you a little bit. And uh, I put up a poll the other day, and I'm excited. I think what I'm going to start doing, start sharing. Uh, just a couple like 90 second, two minute little videos on Instagram TV. Uh, just do a daily devotion with you guys. I think we need more Bible in our life. And it's never a negative thing to have more of the Bible. But if you can take a minute real quick and share this with people you know. What's up, Kels? Share this with some people you know. I believe it will help greatly in other people's lives. Uh, this is something that is just, we see it all the time. And I want to help bring some, uh, some healing, some direction from the Word of God to you. And uh, I don't want to beat around, right? It's going to be great. Today's a great day. It is like 50 degrees in New York State, which is, uh, it's a reason to shout even now in the beginning of March that it's not 13 degrees. Praise God. But I'm excited about it. And I'm, I'm shocked to see all these, uh, all these things happening in the news right now. Major, major things getting canceled, major things getting shut down, um, famous people contracting diseases and just pandemonium. But I want to encourage you from the word, as believers, we're not called to live by fear or called to live by faith. That doesn't mean you don't wash your hands and, and use wisdom, but at the same time, we're not run by fear. We don't need to be chased by fear. We're not fear driven, we're faith driven. We're not scared of a virus. We're, we, we, we only stand in fear of the Lord. We know that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. That inclu it includes any virus, any flu, any Ebola, anything else that, that ever comes out. We run by faith, not by fear. And that's not what we're going to get into today, but I think it's important to realize and stay centered in it that we don't walk by what we can see, we walk by faith. We don't run by fear, we run by faith. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And I want to encourage you, we're not operating in a spirit of fear. Don't do this. It is not going to help you, it's only going to hurt. And I want to encourage you, God has great things for your life. God has a plan for your life, and it's not one of fear all day, every day. Amen? So look, as you guys go ahead and share this, we just let me know where you're watching from. I love hearing these things. I love connecting with folks. Uh, I see that Brady's on, my brother's on, uh, sketchy folks on here so far. If you're anywhere near Shippensburg, PA, Brady does this amazing thing called Revival on the Hill. Uh, you can go ahead and check that out. He's also uh, he's a musician. He's got some great stuff out there. But let's get into this as you're typing out where you're from. Man, we can have famine. Or we can have a feast. And I want to start in Genesis chapter 25. And we're going to roll right into uh, Genesis chapter 26 a little bit too. It's really interesting. We know the story of Jacob and Esau. Most of us do. If you're acquainted with the Bible, you grew up in the church at all. If not, let me help catch you up real quick. What happened is Jacob and Esau were brothers. Esau was a hunter. Jacob was more of a cooker, kind of a mama's boy. And there's nothing wrong with that, but... What happened is Jacob was having a hard time, or Esau was having a hard time hunting, and he came back in and saw that his brother had made some food. And I want to get right on there. Genesis 25, 29 through 31, I want to read this. Uh, now Jacob cooked a stew, and Esau 
came in from the field. He was weary, and Esau said to Jacob, Please feed me with what some red stew with, with that, that same red stew, for I am weary. Therefore his name was called Edom. But Jacob said, Sell me your birthright as of this day. A, like, what kind of brother would do this to somebody? And this is a whole different topic. But what kind of brother is going to demand a birthright? But even at this, I what a fool Esau was to say, you know what, this could even be a, a potential conversation about my birthright. What we sell out for is so minimal compared to what we're promised by our Father in Heaven. And we see so many people, they share and they give up their birthrights. They give up what God promised them so often for simple and small and little things. And that's not, honestly, if that is what we're going to sell out for, then we'll end up with a life that is very lacking. And I don't want that for anybody. God never destined that for anybody. But this is pretty crazy because if you keep reading in Genesis 25, verse 32 and 33, Esau responds, he's like, look, I'm about to die. Well, let's talk about like, how many times do we overreact to situations? We find Esau comes in at first. He's like, hey man, I'm a little tired. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get anything today. Give me some of the red stew. And then the very next thing we see him saying is, hey, I'm going to die. Can I tell you, you're not going to die. You're okay. It's not as bad as it seems. It might feel bad. It might look bad, but it's not as bad as it seems. It's not worth paying the high price of sacrificing what God actually has for you. That's not what he has. That's never been the intention. And, and he goes on, he's like, so what is this birthright to me? I'm going to die. I might as well just sell it because I feel like I'm not going to make it. Look, you might be in high school. You might even be a full-grown adult. What's up, Pastor Jay? How you doing up in Boston? But it, it's crazy to me because it, we never operate how we feel. Can I tell you, it can feel like the entire world is against you if you're still alive and you still have breath, God is for you. And if God is for you, who can be against you? I'm telling you, if you're still alive, you're still breathing, and you're a believer in Jesus Christ, the answer and the verdict over your head is not death, but it's surely life. Don't go by what you feel. Don't go by what other people are saying. Go by the word. God is is bound by his word. And this is what happened. Like, Please be rational. I mean, you might be sitting here and be like, well, God's never done anything for me. I don't know if I'll ever make it. I don't know if it's worth it. Look, relax. Be rational. God has greater plans and intentions for you than the enemy of your soul ever could. It's not worth selling out right now what God has in your future. Too many people, what we do is we... we we operate on emotions and feelings, and it removes us being rational whatsoever. Please, for the love of God, stop going how you feel. People have such a negative outset on things. Well, I'm weary. And then the next sentence out of his mouth, well, I'm going to die. Stop being so irrational. Relax. Settle down for a minute. You're not going to die. It's going to be okay. We need to be rational in our in our thought. Look, without a rationality, you're not you can't actually operate in faith. If you operate in emotions, you'll never operate in faith. The Bible commands us and tells us to operate in faith, not in fear. And it goes on and man, people do this in sin all the time, right? Well, what position am I in life? And how's this? It, it, don't throw things off just because it feels one way. God has better and bigger plans than how it currently feels in your life. 
Uh, and then it, it's crazy to me because we know if you read the scriptures, he goes and he sells his birthrights. And uh, literally, the firstborn son would have double the inheritance of the second or any of the other sons. And that was the birthright. And he went and he sold his birthrights for beans and bread, for a red lentil stew that would only sustain him for a moment. Look, when we sell out for something that will only sustain us for a moment, it will always bring a long-term famine into our life. Sin equals loss. Sin is a debt. Sin will hold you in. Sin will contain you and destroy you from what God truly has for your life. And when we sell out because of our feelings and our emotions and what it looks like and what everybody else is saying, then it will hold us and it will damn us when God has greater. That's never been God's plan. Look, you might be hungry. There might not be the most comfortable position, but God has a plan for you, a plan to prosper. And it's wild because you, you see him sell this out and you're like, how dumb could you be? Like nobody else in town had any food for you. Nobody was willing to help you. Like he didn't even argue with his brother about it. It's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Here's half the birthright. It's crazy that so many people do very similar things when it comes to our salvation. And, and what's wild too is if you go to the very next chapter, chapter 26 in Genesis, we find that it wasn't just Esau that was having problems finding food. Genesis chapter 26 verse 1, it says there was a famine in the land. Look, it wasn't just him that was having hunger problems. It was a lot of people having hunger problems. And he sold out. Look, sometimes a famine shakes us from our place of comfortability. And what happened is while Esau sold off his birthright due to a personal famine, Isaac, his father, was about to lead God's people away from famine and into a feast. Here's the reality. It might feel bad. It might not look good. But when we follow our emotions and our feelings, it will always lead to a famine. You know, well, I'm in a famine now. It'll only get worse when we stop following and trusting in the promises of God. But, Esau, but Isaac, he did the exact opposite. Isaac decided that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to listen to the voice of God. It, it, like, it, we should only be moved by the voice of God. If we move by our feelings and our emotions, it will always bring a famine. But when we operate in, in the voice of God, it will always bring us to a feast. Let, let's keep looking at this. Esau sold off his birthrights due to a personal famine. Isaac is going to lead God's people into a feast. Famine will cause you to either fail or flourish. When you're hungry, when it doesn't look good, when it doesn't feel good, there's only two ways it can go. It can go down because we, we, we run away from the promises of God, or it can go up. And it's based upon our obedience to the voice of God. But we determine how we go through. Look, you're not going to be there forever. God's not going to leave you there till death. God's not going to let you get destroyed. We got to make sure we're using wisdom inside of this because when we throw off the promises of God, when we throw off the voice of God and go by how we feel, it will always lead to destruction. God's plan for us inside of a famine is not to be a struggler, not even to be a survivor, but to flourish while everybody else might be being destroyed. Like even think about it even in a natural sense. The most amount of millionaires I believe that's ever been created in the United States of America, it happened during the Great Depression. While some people 
couldn't even barely survive, other people were being set up to flourish. I believe that if there, there could be a famine in the entire land, everything else could be destroyed. But a believer that will listen to the voice and the direction of God will always be brought to a feast. Think about this. If you keep reading Genesis chapter 26, 2 and 3, it says, Then the Lord appeared to him. And he's talking about Isaac. Not Esau, who sold his birthright because of his feelings, but Isaac, who was going to listen to the voice of God. Then the Lord appeared to him and said, Do not go down to Egypt. It's crazy to me. because Abraham tried to go to Egypt. Isaac tried to go to Egypt. And eventually, we know Joseph and his brothers would lead the rest of the family into Egypt. Why is it? That so many people have a tilt, a natural tilt to go towards sin. Sin is not a rewarder, it's a dammer. Sin, sin equals destruction. Sin is a killer in our life. I promise you, if you find yourself having a natural tilt towards sin, Egypt in the Bible represents sin, destruction, bondage. If you have a natural tilt towards those things, stop going by your feelings. Uh, Psalm 119.11, your word I have hidden in my heart, so I will not sin against you. This is what God continued to say. Don't go down to Egypt. Live in the land of which I will tell you. Dwell in this land, and I will be with you and bless you. For to you and your descendants I will give all of these lands, and I will perform the oath which I swore to your Abraham, to, to Abraham, your father. Yeah, I love this, and this is what God's trying to say to us right now. You might be in a famine. You might be. You might be. It might be a mess. It might not feel good. Please don't go by what you feel. Start finding what God says about the situation. And when you find what God says about the situation, and you start to obey it, you start to listen to the voice of God. And I don't care if you're five years old, fifty years old, fifteen years old, or five hundred. The voice of God is what will always bring us into success. That is the goal every single time when we listen to the voice of God look this is what he said live in the land which I shall tell you God will tell you where to go God will tell you what to do God will position you for what you need in your life that is what he will do for a son and a daughter he said I, I dwell in this land and I will be with you I don't know anybody else better than being with me than God I don't care about my emotions being with me my feelings but the voice and in, in the in the very persona of God being with me is the most important thing. I will bless you and to your your descendants I will pass this on the, the, the blessings of Abraham, the promises of Abraham. I'm going to perform them when you're obedient to my voice. God gave direction, clear direction in the Old Testament. How much more if he would do that in the Old Testament? Do you think he wants to do that in the New Testament for your life, my life? And every other believer. Look, it, of course he still wants to do this now. Look at Romans 8, 14. The sons and daughters of God, they're the ones that are led by the, this, the voice, the spirit of God. He never wanted people to go to Egypt. And he wants to lead us to his land. He wants to lead us to where he can bless us. To where he's going to call us. And that's the idea. That's the plan. I was just, man, I know a youth pastor, a phenomenal man of God. He was going through a hard situation mid last year. Didn't know what to do. We were just talking, just listen to the voice of God. Listen to the voice of God. Listen to the voice of God. And he stayed steady when other people told him to quit what he was doing. When he stayed steady, man, he, he stuck it out. And then the Lord released him from, from what he was doing and where he was. And now God has blessed him. He just put up a praise report. 
said he's got like five times the amount of money he had in his bank account, was able to sow more than he has, and, and he's got amazing opportunities, all because he's consistently listened to the voice of God. When it didn't make sense to man, God made sense, brought him to a land, was with him, and is blessing him even currently. That's the thought and the intention. That's the goal of our God. It's not to leave us for famine and death, but it's to lead us into a feast. The whole earth could be inside of a famine, but a spirit of God that is inside of you, that we are obedient to, listening to his direction, it is impossible. Like, I've never seen his seed out begging for bread, or the righteous forsaken. That's the reality. God's not going to let you be forsaken or leave you out begging for bread as a son or a daughter of his. That's the goal, is to lead us into prosperity, to lead us into feast, not to leave us out there to die in famine. Like even in Matthew chapter 7, think about this, it's pretty crazy. Uh, it's talking about praying, ask, seek, not, because even as a good father knows how to give good gifts, an earthly father knows how to give good gifts, how much does your heavenly father know how to give, give, give good gifts? God, he says, I'm not going to, you can't ask for bread and I'm going to give you a stone. God's not going to destroy you. He's not going to leave you with a stone when he knows that we have clear needs and we're obedient to his voice. Now, I love this because you, you follow Isaac. Esau sold out because he had a personal famine. Isaac is in charge of an entire family group, a new people group, and Isaac is obedient to the voice of God when there's a famine in the whole land. And he leads them by the voice of God away from Egypt to a very specific land where God said he would bless them. And we find in Genesis chapter 26, verse 12, it says, Then Isaac sowed in the land, that land that God showed him. Isaac sowed and reaped in the same year a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. Look, when we're obedient to the voice of God, we're not going to end up like every other person. You're different than other people. You're not the same as other people. You have the Spirit of God on your side. You, you, you don't have the same outcome. You can expect for greater. You can believe for greater because the Bible promises for greater in your life. Isaac was obedient to the Lord. He, he, he could have went to Egypt, but he would have been put into a bondage. He could have went to these other places, but he didn't. He made a good case to follow the voice of God. It's always a good decision to follow the voice of God. And he ended up in a land where there was provision. He went where he was told. And a lot of people, this is the problem, they'll blame God, they'll get mad at God. Well, well I thought I was going to get this, and I thought God was going to do this. Well, you didn't listen to where you were supposed to go. If I tell my kid to do something, I, it, it's crazy. My kids, they're like three and five years old. And I, all the time I'll tell them what to do, and we're working on this. Where if you'll do what you're told, you'll get the results that I'm trying to bring in your life. And I, there's been multiple times where I was like, go stand, go stand on the stairs or, or go do this. And my intention was the blessing, but they didn't see that there was a blessing attached to obedience, that there was a blessing attached to doing what, what their father had asked them to do. They didn't even know that while it made no sense to them, if they were obedient, I was just, I was just waiting to give them a blessing. And that's the same thing with God. And this is great because look, a lot of people might not, might not go to a sinful place but they'll also never move from their comfortable place. Don't just sit there while well, the government's giving me just enough and I'll be okay and it's difficult and I'm not sure. Man, get out of the comfortable place if there's a famine because that's not the place God intended you to be. 
If you're not seeing a forward progression in your life, that's not the place God had called you to be. Or you're not being obedient to what God had asked you to do. you got to ask yourself, what is it? Am I being disobedient or is it time for me to move? Oftentimes, it's only one of the two. It's not about just don't go there. It's also about go here. Stop being so comfortable where you are and be obedient to the voice of God. Get up and move. It says Isaac sowed. Without seed, there's never a harvest, obviously. How can you... People, like, if you moved to a brand new place and there was no corn ever planted there and you knew that you were supposed to get corn, the only way to do it is to go find some seed and plant corn. And I love this because in the same year, he had a hundredfold. When, when we're obedient and where we are to go and do what we are to do, we'll always have success. I want to say that again. When we are obedient and where we are to go, and do what we are to do, we will always have success. You will always have success when we are obedient and where we are to go and we are to, and we do what we are to do. We will always have success every single time. We have a choice. We can live by famine or we can live inside of a feast. Don't get comfortable where you are. Don't get so comfortable that you never stop chasing after that you stop chasing after increase. God has more for you than what you currently have and what you're currently doing. The problem is too many people get comfortable right where they are. Get out of your comfort zone and get into the obedience of God. Get out of where you are and start moving forward for what God has. If you if you have in your life, even now, you're not having success. You're having famine. You're having unsatisfaction. Can I tell you, you need to get with God. You need to hear His voice. You need to get direction for your life. And when you do that, things start to shift and things start to change. If you want more, it's going to require an, a, a hearing ear and obedient, an obedient lives. It's, it's really as simple as that. But God has intentions for you, intentions of great things. And I want to encourage you, don't cheat yourself out of what God has for you. Because you don't want to move forward because you're comfortable where you currently are. I mean, some people, they're, they're comfortable in their mindsets, they're comfortable in their jobs, they're comfortable in, in their location. And, but it, the comfortability is keeping you inside of a famine. It, you're not having all God's promises. Get up and move. Get up and be obedient to the Lord, to the voice of God. And you'll get what He's promised. So look, I love you guys, but more importantly, Jesus loves you. And he's got a great plan for your life, but it requires being obedient to it. And today, you have that very opportunity to start. Don't think you've ever gone too far. Now's your moment to get right. Now's your moment to say, I'm, I'm done being comfortable. And I'll listen to the voice and the direction of God. And when you can do that, you can start to see progress. Why might there be famine? Maybe you haven't been obedient. Why is there not yet a feast? Because you have not yet been obedient. And God will lead you there. God will bring you to a place of more than enough every single time. But look, I love you. I'd love to see you for Uproar Conference. I threw this up on Instagram Live. I'll throw it up again real quick on this live. But God wants to bless you. And I want to see you at Uproar Conference. I think that'd be greatly important for you to come. Dante Bow, Ted Shuttlesworth Jr., Mania Rango, Chris Estrada. It's a phenomenal list. Uh, Brandon Cormier, Coerc. It's going to be out of this world. And it's for free. And I want to encourage you to make sure you're here. 
and maybe you're even watching right now, you're, you're, you're listening, you're watching, I want to Why are we asking for this? Because I believe this generation needs Jesus. And though if, if we don't get out, we don't start sharing Jesus, I'm not sure who will. If you're interested, you feel the Lord telling you even right now to partner with Uproar Conference, you can go right now, you can go to the uh, theuproar.org and click on the Give button. And I'd encourage you to be a monthly partner. I don't, like, if you believe in teenagers, you believe in, in the gospel, you believe that they need it, and they're right there. Even this year, we're increasing what we're doing. Man, I'm, uh, we're going to have to spend, or we get to spend, anywhere from four to $7,000 just on text messaging. September 14th, I'm believing that thousands of teenagers are going to go into their local high schools and middle schools, and they're going to be a missionary that day to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. But it's going to cost us anywhere from four to seven, dollars $8,000 to equip them, encourage them, and follow up on, uh, on their friends that give their life to Jesus. So if you feel even right now, I want to be a part of Uproar Conference. I want to be a part of, of seeing this generation saved. Even right now, theuproar.org backslash give or click on the give button. Um, but go ahead and do that. But I need you to know we love you. We believe in you. And we're excited July 30th through August 1st. Make sure you're here for the Uproar Conference. Have a good day. And that concludes another week of the Uproar Podcast. We want to invite you to share this podcast on all social media platforms and help us spread the good news of the gospel. Also, you can subscribe to this podcast for updates on all of our latest content.